Hello, and welcome to The Vergecast, the flagship podcast of TheVerge.com. That's right. It's January 28th. Um, you might notice a different vibe to the show, a different energy, a different frisson. But that's because we're in a different room today. We No, there's a big MMA. Can you spell frisson? F-R-I-S-S-O-N. It's a French word. Okay. It means excitement. Yeah. I think. I don't mm-hmm. know. Or it means like rubbing yourself against stuff. I think it's, yeah. no, a fortage. sudden strong feeling of <laughs> excitement or fear. A thrill. A thrill. You might feel a thrill in the air today. A frisson. So you learn something every day in the front chest. But here's why that you might feel that. We are physically in a different space. Yep. There's a big MMA press conference at our usual time, so we let the Espionation people take over our usual studio for that. Uh, we're in a different, smaller studio. This is actually when we rebooted the Vergecast. This is the studio we started in. But Nicola is closer to us, physically closer to us. Yeah. This plant, this fake plant, encroaches ever closer <laughs> to our space. Everything's getting smaller. Uh, and then we're also virtually located because Lauren Good is here. Hi, guys. Um, anyway, we're here. Uh, Dieter's here, as always. I am always here. And I am your friend, Neil Patel. I'm just in a, I'm in a mood. I'm in a, I'm it's in a, been a week. It's been a week. It's been a busy, crazy week. There's news breaking left and right. There's stuff happening. I'm angry about the FCC. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> it, is, it just is. Um, but there's all kinds of – Apple had a week. Yep. Um, everybody was doing stuff, running around. It was one of those – oh, oh, there's huge news to announce, which is that Racked is moving – from the 10th floor of our office, the 9th floor of our office to sit next to The Verge. It's absolutely huge. So uh, Operation uh, Figurehead, yeah. like, that's a move. It's. Do you know I was offered a few seat options? <laughs> and I, like, very strategically chose my seat so that I have a r- view of the entire room mm. from the corner. But not all the way in the corner. But I can see everything that's going on. I know which seat on. you picked. Yeah. I can tell. That's it. You picked the power seat. Uh-huh. So somebody walks in and tries to Someone's like, you. oh, do you want to sit? You could sit, like, back-to-back with Dieter and No. I want to sit looking out on everyone. <laughs> this is a long game. I'd like to gaze upon all of you. The the important thing watching. about this this move is, um, you know, the Verge Video team is sitting out with us now. Rack is coming in. We've got other moves that are happening. For the two years that I lived in New York, the ninth floor was like the the bummer floor, and the tenth floor was the cool fun floor. Mm-hmm. We're taking that. Yeah, ninth yeah. floor. Mm. Like, listen up, Vox Media. Ninth floor forever. Lauren, tenth how floor are you? Is getting really sad, but we don't have to talk about that now. All right. <laughs> Lauren Good, how are your floors? Um, this all makes me very heartsick for New York, guys. Uh-huh. So have fun, and we'll just keep on keeping on in San Francisco with Super Bowl City now having taken over pretty much every area of either office that we work out. Yeah, of. what's yeah. the scene with the uh, with, with Super Bowl stuff? I know that like all the big tech companies are kind of like actually trying to pay attention to football this year. Mm. Yeah, um, well, commute-wise, it's really not very fun. Part of Market Street has been shut down and other Mm. areas. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I I guess there are a lot of sponsorships going on. Uh, Visa, for example, like in one of the buildings that we work out of, like they've wallpapered the elevators with like a Visa. Just um, Just in a random And I imagine that it's going to be kind of a boon for companies like Uber and Lyft as well. Yeah. Surge pricing is going to be 18x at least. Oh my god! I keep sending Casey like the thirstiest pitches I get about the Super Bowl. Oh, um, the last one I got was uh, there's a Playboy party where they're reinventing Playboy with like a hallway that you can walk down that takes you from the beginning of Playboy to the end of Playboy, and at the end, it's just articles. They just they just showed you. Um, <laughs> yeah, now it's just articles. Uh, it's, it's the articles in a, a tablet with Chrome loaded in private mode. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the end, there was this email. There's like a list of like. 
famous people who've been at the party in the past, and it was just like the saddest. I don't want to call out any famous people, but. We don't want to well, hurt their feelings. The funny thing is, is that the Super Bowl itself is happening about 40 miles south of where a lot of these parties and party tents are being put up right now. Yeah. So um, it's, I, I kind of imagine like it's going to be this reality check for some people who fly out here and then they're in Santa Clara and they're like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're in Santa Clara. Kind of like Wayne's World, like we're in Delaware. Like, <laughs> What is Santa Clara like? Uh, it's a lot of co- uh, corporate office parks, and it's just it's it's sunny. It's the heart of Silicon Valley, uh, but it's, it's not, <laughs> not a ton going on there, I guess. Yeah. And there's Silicon a stadium Valley, now. So I think people think Silicon Valley is San Francisco, and it's like not right. Like Silicon Valley yeah, is terrible office parks. I want to go Francisco. there. Let's we'll send you down there. Someone take me today. Yeah, more, you can come visit me. That would be great. Silicon Valley. And then we can go around, and you can you can have a, just a field day critiquing fashion. I did learn how to ride a hoverboard yesterday. That, that's it. The transformation has begun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got to get into news. Yeah. Um, what, let's start with Apple, I guess. we got to start with Apple. Elephant mm-hmm. in the room. And we'll save, we'll save FCC for the middle. But uh, Apple had a big money day. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what earnings are? No, Apple announced its earnings. <laughs> um, they made more money than any company has made in a quarter in history. Whoa. Made a bunch of money. Um, $18.4 billion, which is bonkers. Um, even their small businesses like are huge. Like Walt loves to remind me that just the $5 billion they make a quarter on the Mac is enough to put them in like the Fortune like 115. Like They're just a huge company. Um, but the story is not that they made a bunch of money or sold more iPhones. It's that next quarter they're not going to sell more iPhones yeah. for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and their iPad sales are down, and the Mac sales are down, um, and they... Ha- Lauren, were, did you listen to the call? Dieter and I are both listening to the call. Um, are you asking me? Yeah. Yes. I, I, yeah. Did you catch the same sense of, of, like, kind of, like, defensiveness on the call? No, I caught a sense of maybe some intentional negativity to sort of set expectations. Um, well, first of all, the first part of it was a lot of macroeconomic talk, and if you don't have a degree in macroeconomics, you may have, you know... Uh, found it confusing, not saying that I did or anything, but there's a lot of talk about currencies and softness in China and things like that. And I, and then, and then throughout, even as, as, uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook was going through some of their great metrics and things that they've sold, it did seem like he was maybe trying to temper some excitement a little bit for the first quarter of the year. That right. was the sense that I got. Do you think that they're just, they're just done selling more iPhones than ever? Like, is it just flat? Now? I mean, like, that's the question. It's the only question that matters. Wait, wait so how many like, iPhones did they sell? It was like 75 million? Yeah, 75. It's like is, a, isn't yes. 75 so, million well, iPhones in a quarter flat, like, not bad? Sorry, Lauren. Well, oh, no, I was just going to say that that's, that's kind of the ridiculous thing is that I think expectations were that it was going to be around 75 million, maybe a little over, and it ended up being like 74.8. And so yeah. that's why people were bummed out. And it's like absurd to think about because that's so many iPhones. But you, you had a point. I'm sorry. That was my point. And well, and wait, if, I have if, a question. If, that's, if this is like peak iPhone, um, okay. Yeah. Like what is this fine. what this means is that does this mean does this mean that 
everyone has an iPhone and like everyone has them and like there's no one else left to get them. And also people are starting to like creep away from the iPhone. Is that what this is? They Apple says that they they had more Android switchers than ever, and that they have a better they do a better job of making iPhone customers stay iPhone customers and not losing them to Android. I think what it means is that like all of the obvious ways that Apple has to expand market share and get more people to buy iPhones, they're starting to run out of those. At some point, there's just like nobody else to buy an iPhone when like every person on the planet has an iPhone they can't sell anymore. Yeah. Obviously we're well short of that <laughs> Yes, a little bit, um, <laughs> but like everybody that can afford an iPhone that has a, like good plans in their country, like they're, they're like, it just gets harder the more you sell. Eventually there's like no obvious way to get a whole new set of customers. And everybody was assuming that China was going to be the thing that kept this engine of like, record huge selling numbers, record growth year over year, quarter over quarter. They just keep on selling more and it never ends. Everybody assumed China was going to like, just like put that shot in the arm and keep that going. And it seems like, especially because China's economy is apparently not doing all that well, Mm -hmm. that that's not giving them like their like fifth wind. They're just sort of like, they're going to be flat selling more phones than anybody else on the planet by a factor of two or five. Yeah. I mean, they're enormously successful. I think that, Oh, this is like my pet theory. But I, I think that they spent that year or two years promising big new products because everyone was afraid of this moment. And there was all the doubt around, can they put out a big new product because this moment is coming? They put out a bunch of new products last year, and then this moment came. Yeah, And I think that that's a, that's a bunch of stuff that's all wrapped up into... I think that that's, what, that, that's that tone I was hearing was like, we have a bunch of new products. They're going to figure themselves out. We're going to be fine. They were like, our services make $31 billion a year all on their own. Yeah, they talked a lot about services. Right, because if you have everybody in the world with an iPhone and they're all spending some kind of money in Apple, that's like a happy thing. But I was talking to um, – I was on CNBC yesterday talking about this, and John Fort from CNBC was there. And he was like, there's a big difference between a subscription customer who's like a recurring subscription customer and your base of people who just have iPhones spending some money sometimes. And, like, Apple isn't making that distinction. You just checked your smartwatch in my face. Yep. Like, super in my face. Yep. This is ridiculous. Sorry. Our, our time, our culture is doomed. I saw an Apple Watch at a cool bar last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Was it, was it like, the Verge's conference room? <laughs> no, it was what, what was a cool bar? Bushwick. What was a cool bar? Um, well, it was in Bushwick. I'm not going to reviel my, I'm not going to reveal my sources. Uh, so you don't want people to find you in a cool <laughs> bar. It's a cool bar because nobody knows about it yet. But I saw one in the wild because every time I see one in the wild in a cool place, I'm like, oh, there's one. Yeah. I see them all the time now. I, I really do. I see them much more often than I started than seeing them more once they went on sale at Best Buy. Yeah. T-B-Q-H. Yeah. Like as soon as that happened, I started to notice them on people. Yeah. It's like the Galaxy Gear. For there's a minute when like everybody had a Galaxy that Gear. That is not true. Super true. Not true. At Actually, all. at the Code Conference, Lauren, did I tell you this story? We were probably really busy like sneaking around and pretending we didn't know each other at the Code Conference. Because <laughs> cause that's when we, we were like, Vox is buying Recode. So I was like, who's that? I'd like to work with her someday. But nah, probably not. That was basically how I treated like, Recode. But anyway. Lauren, does this match your memory? It was clandestine. They made me meet them. Walt and Lauren made me meet them for breakfast, but I had to drive my own car. We couldn't go together because somebody might sus- suspect something. Wow, I love that. That's a fact. Um, anyhow, um, but we were at the code conference, and the all the parking valets had Galaxy Gears, and they were super into them because mm-hmm. they like, run around all day. They'd all gotten them for free with their phones because Samsung was giving them up. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, did they just get them? Because buying something and just getting something is different. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
Choose, choosing and being facts, given. Facts from Fumo. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, look. So well, here's what, was the, your, here's what was your big read? You my big that? read, I mean, the big read is if iPhone sales say flat, like, I, I don't, like, people are going to freak out about the stock, but, like, I don't think it has huge repercussions for the future of Apple, right? Like, the iPhone is what it is. It's a known entity. At some point, we know it's going to plateau, and that's fine. The bigger question is the black box. Like, in order to understand what Apple's, like, future finances and, like, business look like, you need to become a Kremlinologist because all of their most interesting products are bundled up in other <laughs> products. So the iPad Pro is bundled up with the other iPads, which are selling like garbage. The well, But maybe there'll be an iPad 3 to come soon. Um, the Apple TV and the Apple Watch are also bundled up in other and so all the stuff that, like, are the big bets for, like, future platforms are things that you can't judge, like, on their own separately from what Apple tells you. You just kind of have to, like, hope you can figure out from analysts how, what the sales numbers are and how yeah. much money they're making off of it. So, like, the story of, like, Apple's quarterly earnings and the record profits or whatever, if that's, like, not going to be, like, crazy rocket ship all the time, like, that doesn't affect the way that tech is in culture. 75 million iPhones in a quarter is a shit ton of iPhones and that yeah. doesn't like it doesn't change anything if it doesn't become 80 and 85 and 90 so here's my question and I think this is their hardest problem um, it's not it's what you're talking about they're the default now right mm -hmm. you buy a phone you're buy an iPhone a lot of people if you're going to buy an expensive laptop you're going to buy a MacBook I mean they have dominant market share expensive laptops um, they're they still sell a ton of iPads although not more iPads every year right like they are the default for a lot of people in a weird way what happens when a whole generation of kids grows up and Apple isn't the company that like reinvents things as the upstart, but they're the, the default. Like how does Apple stay cool in that scenario? New, like, that's like the new colors of the Apple watch and the is it? Milanese watch band. Uh, Nicola, do you think Apple is like the default or is, are they like the upstart? I think that, yeah, I think it's people's like default. Right. Isn't that the problem? Like you're the, that's a great business to be in is the default of everything. But like, so much of their brand is predicated on being the upstart. Yeah, and also, like, if you're the default, then you're not, like, the cool thing because mm -hmm. you're the everything. Right. And you can't be the everything and be the cool thing. But you can be the everything and rich. And I think, like, yeah. is that – I mean, it's just weird because if you look at a really macro level, they've been hedging against it this whole time by hiring all these fashion people mm -hmm. and, like, building these really expensive watches and, like – trying to cultivate this air of exclusivity around some of the stuff. Yeah, it's almost like, like pulling out like micro areas within mass things to make right. exclusive. Right, it's just weird. It's just like I grew up and Apple was the upstart and like being an Apple fan was like the renegade thing to do because mm -hmm. Windows was the default thing. Yeah. And then now it's like the iPhone is the default thing. And I'm just, I'm actually really curious. Like that changes their entire aspect. Like they're the... Like, Steve Jobs got the iTunes Music Store through the labels because the Mac had no market share. And he could be like, try this out with me because I want, I want to prove that I can change the world of music. But if it fails, it'll only fail on the Mac. I mean, it'll only fail on the Mac. I mean, they have 5% market share. So it won't matter. And they're like, yeah, we can do it. And then he, like, changed the world. But now they're the, they're the default. And they're going to the TV companies and saying, give us a deal for the Apple TV. And TV companies are like, no, you're huge. No, like pay us. Yeah. And it's just, it's just the whole thing feels inverted. Like, that is the thing. I was. In, they made a bunch of money. They're gonna make a bunch of money. The company will be fine. They have 
like $216 billion in the bank. Like, they can literally just last. Like, Apple can just ride it out for, like, a million years. <laughs> They'll be fine. Um, but it's, like, literally a million years at, yeah. at their rate. Um, but I don't think they want to just be fine, right? I think they, they, want, to, they want to continue to be the, the most important kind of, like, tech company out there. And this shift where suddenly all the people who have iPhones have iPhones, that's, that's the one that changes their, their place in the culture. Right. At least, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But. Well, like, you you wrote the divergence column where, like, the, the app on the phone is no longer the thing that, like, changes everything, right? It's right. only the most exciting thing. So at the same time that everybody who's going to get an iPhone has an iPhone, the stuff that you do with an iPhone has gone from, like, being holy crap, Ubers are amazing, everything's different, to, like, huh, we're kind of out of ideas for how to, like, blow up the world with a new app on a phone, and we're going to, like, look at some other stuff. So, like, and then all of Apple's big bets, the watch, the TV, um, and the iPad Pro from the last year, like, none of them, like, grabbed culture. Yeah, right? nothing's amazing. And Apple Music hasn't grabbed culture. Beats One Radio is, like, interesting for a while, but I don't know. Like, it's not changing things. And so the, I don't know if until until the cars start coming out, I don't know that we're going to have another, like, like, huge radical change. And, like, Apple is going to, like, slowly make stuff better slowly like become dominant in one of these other platforms probably tv which we're going to get to pretty yeah. soon with the sec it's exciting i'm pointing mm-hmm. at this guy yeah mr patel um he's I'm, just I'm sitting here up. quivering oh, i can feel the energy rating radiating off of him how excited he is to talk about the tv policy um but like, i guess like apple if apple doesn't have another like change the culture revolutionary moment in the next five years okay yeah, that's fine. Like, it, it, like that doesn't they, they don't have to be the only company to do that. And maybe there's not one of those moments in technology in the next five years and like the radical change, unless it's VR, which by the way Tim Cook th- says is uh, really interesting. So I think it's VR. To be yeah. honest with you, I think that's the moment. Like yeah. I think people in headsets is going to be a thing. Yep. And like that, they're not part of that game except for you can buy a plastic. It's an case. area of intense interest. Okay, no, that's not precisely that's not what, what he said. said. He said it's. Uh, Somebody, Gene Monster, asked him on the call. Oh, God. Can we, Gene Monster? My boy. My boy, Gene. I'm so happy. So there's this analyst named Gene Monster who, for 15 years, every time there was an Apple earnings call, he would get, they'd give him a question, and he'd get on and be like, so, how about that Apple TV? You going to make a TV? What's going on with the TV? Tell me about the TV. Every three months for literally 10 years. It's amazing. So Apple finally, like six months ago, was like, you know we're not going to do it. Just stop. Like we're ma- we're making this box. This is our bet. And all of a sudden Gene Munster couldn't ask about TVs anymore. And everybody, I was really sad for like him. Like they personally. shut Munster down. Basically. Yeah, basically. Uh, but this, this quarter he came and he asked about VR. Right. And so now he has he's, another he's thing. In, he's in the game that he can ask about every quarter. Luck. He found a new, it's great. But I anyway, like his Tim, attitude. Yeah. I mean, he was like, so tell me about that TV. And I'd be like, no. Persistent. But, like, he's an analyst. Like, he controls a lot of money, so he gets to go visit Apple and, like, ask about the TV in private. But yeah. he also insisted on doing it on these calls in public, which is amazing. Yeah. That's really amazing. Um, anyhow. but what, So he asked about VR, and Cook's answer was, uh, in cool. terms of VR, I don't think it's a niche. It's really cool, and it has some interesting applications. Yeah. But, I mean, he's just happy because people are buying cardboards or whatever and sticking iPhones in them. I don't know. I, I do think it's – I mean, it's going to be the next thing – I think about it this way. It's like, what's going to be in the local news? Like, what 
tech story is going to hit the local news Ooh. in the Midwest. Like that's the next thing everyone's going to yeah. talk about. And the next thing that's going to hit the local news is Oculus launching and people in headsets in the local news yeah. forever. I don't know, Lauren. Do you think that Apple can be the cool company even though the iPhone's kind of like the default product and it's what everybody's used to? I actually think it's less of a generational question than it is maybe a geographical one. Um, we know that Apple has been really pushing iPhone in China. And despite the softness, the economic softness there, I think that they're probably still doing an okay job of that. Um, I think they mentioned in the earnings call yesterday that India is one of the fastest growing countries for them. And it's certainly the fastest growing brick country for them in terms of um, people buying iPhones there. Um, so I think it's more like if Apple is always going to be, if iPhone is always going to be this premium device that people with, that have a certain amount of disposable income can get. And I think the question is, will they hit that ceiling because it's not actually something that's going to come into right. developing or like, uh, I guess, you know, undeveloped markets. It's like if you look at something like Africa, I was just listening to a podcast the other day. Um, someone said that there are going to be more than 900 million phones in Africa by the year 2019. And that's a huge amount of mobile phone consumers. Right. So like, if Apple is not going to sell iPhone there, for example, then everyone's saying, well, can, you know, we talked earlier, can Apple, has iPhone peaked? Um, then, I mean, I, I tend to think of something like that rather than like, oh, does a 16-year-old think iPhone's cool? Right. Yeah. I mean, so if you're not familiar, BRIC stands for Brazil, Russia, India, and China. Yeah. And if that's where Apple's future growth is, if that's really where they live, if that's their home, you might you might say that Apple will is going to become a no God. brick house. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, dude. Can we play brick so house? Good. Can we get some brick that house playing so right good. now? Uh, I, I don't know. There's something really weird about that view, right? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's it's like I think what we're talking we're talking about is more of a cachet thing, and what I'm talking about is like raw sales. It's more but of it's a like numbers thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's there's something particularly imperialistic about like Apple's future is forcing development to accelerate in Africa so they can sell. You know, it's like. Yeah, it's a good thing, but like it's such a there's such a disconnect there between the incentives of one party and the incentives of yeah. another. You know, like I, that's that's what I worry about. It's like, it's like I would rather have these companies be focused on inventing disruptive and cool new like technologies for for like the consumers who can afford the stuff to use instead of trying to get other markets online to afford the expensive products yeah. they already make. But everything's going to get turned I think you're around. Exactly right. What about the Go iPhone ahead. iPhone 5 SE? Oh, yeah. We should, the so, the, so here are the rumors. Oh, yeah. so, and I think that I think they all map to a thing. And I, I want to hear what you guys think of these phones. But I think they all map to a thing, which is a really interesting thing Apple could do to make sure their sales start going up over every quarter is get everybody to buy a new phone every year, which is their, their obvious goal, right? So all the carriers in the United States have an upgrade program like Next or Edge or whatever the hell it is. Mm -hmm. I, I am on Next because it's just... It was easier to do that than anything else. So I get a new phone every year through Next. AT&T sends me a lot of thirsty text messages like, time for a new phone. And then I send them my old phone. And they're like, we didn't get your new phone. We didn't get your old phone in the mail. We're just going to charge you anyway. And then I have to, this is true. Then I have to wow. call them and be like, did you get my phone? And they're like, we did. So anyway, um, Apple released its own upgrade program uh, to get you a new phone every year. Like their goal is to get, make you buy a new phone every year. Like that's what they want the top end of their market to start doing. That's one way to increase their sales. But... I think that means the phone has to look different every year. I don't think they can mm. do the S cycle that way. 
I think they have to go to sort of the iPod thing where like one year it was tall and one year it was fat and one year it was skinny. You know, like every right. year the iPod looked different. I mean, with the iPod, if I had an iPod that was a couple years old, I didn't mind because I like I liked the way that iPad was better than the newer iterations of it. Right. Yeah, yeah but like the I, I, I just, they can get past like people needing the fastest, the highest resolution, the yeah, best and the camera, and the speeds and feeds. Yeah. Anyway, they, they that's, could do that. So that's just one theory. So that's yeah. iPhone Seven. I think is a big deal. There's rumors it's going to have two cameras in the back and, like, and no headphone port. Really great pictures and no headphone jack. And then there's this other crazy ass rumor, which I think is I think the name is false, but the product is true. I love the name. The this iPhone. This is about the five F. Five C. Yeah, the the five C. Um, five. <laughs> five it's 5S. 5SE. Uh, ridiculous five. name. It's the 5SE. The 5SE. Um, no, not the 5C. What is it called? 5SE. The 5SE. Five five Wait, what? Yeah. They're what, gonna, what's so, the 5 Don't say. cars do that? So, what does the 5SE? Yes, it's it's in Spanish. It's, yeah. it's five So they're, they're, their thing, right now, they, they, still sell, they still sell the iPhone 5S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the small one. That's the smallest one they sell. Uh-huh. I just found mine actually in my desk. I will say the iPhone five in black might be the prettiest iPhone. Yep. I, I, I always Ooh, thought that's it was why the I iPhone. Space gray. No. no, the the first one was like murdered out black. It was so hot looking. Lauren, are you just are you just slamming you- Cheetos into a microphone right now? <laughs> what is happening over there? Just, eating popcorn we stopped with your the show cat. to bring you back, and Lauren's like, I'm taking photos of my cat and I'm just gonna grind these Cheetos into a microphone. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, um, uh, th- so they still saw the 5S, yeah. um, and now the rumor is they're going to update the 5S design With to the, give it like curved glass, yep. keep the size, um, and give it like I the six S's internals. It was originally going to be the sixes internals, but now they're thinking it'll be the six S's internals. Right, they're just going to update it. So they're going to get a generation yeah. processor. Support, support live photos. Yeah. Would you buy that phone? I was Apple such a big phone hater, like such a big phone hater. And then I got this 6 Plus, and my life is so good, and I love it so much. And the fact that they're, like, doing a little phone again, I'm like, wait, but I just got really happy here. Well, but they're still going to make the big phone. I know, but, like. S Plus, or was your life, or, or, like, are they correlated? I'm curious. Because you said you got it, and then your life was so good. And, like, I'm wondering if they just concurrently happened that way. (laughs) (laughs) No, they, like, I I bought it at the Apple Store um, because I smashed my (coughs) 5S. Um and I had to buy a new one. And they were like, oh, you have two weeks to return it. And I was like, okay, I know I'm stubborn. I have to get the 6 Plus. The dude was like, you're going to hate it. You're going to bring it back. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just bring it back Like if I hate it. But I am stubborn and I have to just like take it home with me. And it just was like in a in an afternoon I fell in love and I just don't want to go back to a small but phone. But you don't have to. They're I know. still going to make the big phone. But it's weird. I don't know. I feel out of touch. You know I don't like that. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I'm just gonna let that one lie, uh, Lauren. Like, what's well, the rumor, the rumored pricing of this five SE, um, which I'm now convinced is like special edition or something like the Nike Fuel Band SE. Yeah. Um, but the rumored price is around four hundred and fifty dollars or maybe less. So that to me is like you're you're looking at what you know, budget not budget phone pricing, but like at least Nexus phone pricing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't. I, I don't know. I, I get that they again like Apple needs to increase sales. So like, there's anybody with an iPhone five who doesn't want to get a six or a six plus because it's too big, and they can convince them to just like get oh, a and new they phone, will. right? That's a because it's Apple and they just have so much scale. That's like ten million people or whatever. Yep. You know, it's like ridiculous huge number of sales it can make. This is my mother. She won't get a big phone. She's like thinks they're ugly. Wants wants that same design that she likes. 
So Apple could just like I mean, I would do it. I would consider going back to a little phone for a lot of people feel emotionally connected to little phones. Yeah. What? People love little phones. Did you ever use a Veer? No. That was a dumb phone. No, it was great. Can I say this? I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reveal the big reveal, but last night I was looking through some old Engadget files. I have like fourteen gigs of like Engadget stuff on my computer. Um I have so many videos of Palm Pre and Veer hands-ons on my computer. <laughs> They're just buried in an old, like the old, you know, it's like an old hard drive. It's like a backup of an old laptop. I have 14 gigs of like videos of like Engadget hands-ons with routers and like priest. It's like crazy. Yeah, I watch so many Palm Pre hands, like various, like we're gonna go deep in the browser. We're gonna like play with the Veer. Keep like nonsense. Yeah, that phone was dumb. No, was I can say this having exhaustively researched it. Yeah, but I used it. Yeah, do you, that was your main phone. It was it was for a while. Yeah. Why do you think people love little phones? Um, pockets and <laughs> yeah, pockets, pockets and being used to things. Yeah, that's yeah. Fair. I just, I mean, it, it's exercise. Just, mm-hmm. I think too. Okay. Yeah, it is annoying to to strap this thing on me when I'm exercising because it's quite large. But you know, my theory is they should just bring back the iPod. This is I. I didn't do this, but I should have done it. I was on CNBC, and I, what I really wanted to do more than anything is when Andrew Osorkin, like held up his iPhone and was like, what's their next thing? I wanted to be like, Andrew, it's the iPod. <laughs> and I was like all There's queued up shuffle. to do it. And uh, but they still sell the shuffle. Yeah, They sell the weird yeah. new Nano with like a fake iOS on it. My friend bought it. It's waterproof. If they made an iPod so- with some like exercise features... And, and they saw it, the it, it worked with, uh, but it had physical Whoa. buttons or the wheel, and it worked with Apple Music, and yes. it was like two hundred bucks or one hundred fifty bucks. Yes, dude. Buy it. That's it. One hundred fifty dollar iPod it. that works with Apple Music and it's got some like step counting and Are other exercise me? stuff. That's the Nano with this. Apple Music. Yeah. that's what that is. But can I talk to it to tell it what to do so I don't have to press anything? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Why? That's it. Because, because I said so. Because we're dreaming, Neela. <laughs> we're dreaming, Neela. <laughs> I hate dreams. <laughs> oh, they're the worst. Lauren, what would make you buy an iPod? God, just um, I think probably if it made dinner for me. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I do I do love this little shuffle because it's waterproofed. No. It was waterproofed by another oh, yeah. company, not Apple, and uh, it's great for swimming and it's great for just like clipping on yourself and running when you just want some locally stored music. And like, I I dig it. I feel like I mean I feel like the iPod Touch is great for you know my niece and nephew love their iPod Touches because they play games and yeah, they yeah, like FaceTime the at four in the morning yep. and they think it's cool. Um, but wait, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. You, you get FaceTime at, f- at four in the morning by your oh, niece and nephew? Well, they're, all the time. they're on the East Coast, and so when they get up before they go to school, sometimes they will, like, FaceTime, and it's four in the morning for me. And mm. they're like, Auntie! And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> I need to teach you not just how to iMessage, but also how to tell time zone differences. <laughs> but um, they're really cute. And uh, But, no, I mean, for me, like, I, I'm either phone or bust, like, phone or something that's, like, has local storage and is tiny and disposable like this. I'm not right. I, at this point. I don't think I would get an iPod without any type of cellular connectivity. I don't know. I, I'm, I would the iPod Classic, the 160 gig seventh generation iPod Classic, yep. right now on Amazon. Costs, how much do you think it costs on Amazon right now? Ooh, one sixty nine. Can I see, Lauren? You can't iPod. cheat. No You're cheating. Cheating. No, you, no cheating. Just because you know we. I'll should, just I'll just be the person that tells you. You know we. Ooh. Okay, okay fine. Reveal. Junior, you guess. Uh, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess um, three hundred five dollars. No, it's higher. It's it's like literally it's like five hundred dollars. Yeah. What? Yeah. Five hundred nine dollars. But the it's move crazy. is you buy a busted one and then you can put an SSD in it. You can. There's a kit you could buy to put an SSD into an old iPod. 
this is like ridiculous. And then it's super fast. That yeah. sounds like a great thing to write for <laughs> the weekend. That sounds yeah. like Dieter just wrote his weekend Damn it. post. Um, no, man, I'm telling you, there's a, there's something. I just wrote this thing about like how record players and phone cameras, like there's something about the iPod hmm? that captured the like the feeling of owning some music. Of like having a physical thing that you loved, right? That let you have anyway. Whatever. How long have we been vergecasting? Who knows? I don't know. Um, by the way, that's the funny thing about all these these uh, <laughs> like digital media devices. Like we keep getting further and further into the Borg. Because remember when the iPod felt it felt like having uh, digital music files, MP3 stored in a device was so it felt so like nebulous and like you didn't yeah. own anything anymore because it wasn't CDs and there wasn't record players. I mean records, and now like. That feels like it's a physical, tangible thing compared to the streaming services yeah. that we're using. Well, no, because my well, so I said well, no, but I meant yes. I meant to <laughs> emphatically agree with you. Um, no, yes, but no, yes. Um, I'm not, my the iPod was like a single tasking object, right? So mm. at least it was like this is my music. Oh, I played a bunch of Brick Breaker on the iPod. I, I never did that stuff, but yeah. like, but like it was meant. For, and now your phone is like it's every object. It it lacks a single coherent identity because it's everything that you do. I don't know. Anyway, um, and I feel like we should be playing sad music, and I should be talking about the loss of identity <laughs> in the digital future. Um, yeah. The saddest and darkest thing I think is moving the the phone app off of the main page that you use. Because yeah. it's just like, I'm not using that. Wait, you don't have the phone app on your main page? No. Whoa. It's on the, well, I only have two pages, but it's on the, it's on the bummer page. <laughs> wow. page two. Bummer it's like with page. stocks and like the Apple weather. Yes. Yep. Mine's in the upper left-hand corner, the, the corner that's hardest to reach. Yeah. On the main page. I'm still. It definitely doesn't get to be on the dock. I mean, who are you even calling? I call Dieter. Yes. So that's, you guys call on the phone? That's yeah. about it. I call Dieter and I call Becky. Those are like literally the first two people. That's it. There's nobody else. What, um, can I ask you guys what you thought about Tim Cook's remarks about virtual reality? Um, I'm very curious. Yeah, we talked about it. That. Yeah. Um, I think for, I don't know. I, the iPhone is going to be a part of virtual reality just because that you can buy like the plastic holder for it. Google. Yeah, but apparently the screen is not good for VR headsets. They need to they need to like basically like switch to OLED and change their screen approach before it'll be good to like just use an iPhone. Yeah, but it's going to get them in that first wave. The first wave is here and gone. Well, you know what I mean. That that like I think what I'm saying the Oculus wave, right? Like Oculus is going to come out. Everyone's going to be interested in it, yeah. and there's going to be like a little cult of like VR accessories for your iPhone and apps and like. Everyone's gonna play with it on their. Like, they're gonna be in that door in because people have it and you can, you can do it mm-hmm. and it's not great. And then I I think that the thing they need to do is when everyone's like, okay, this is not great, but I'm really into this. I want to try something else. Then they need to be ready with the product. Right. And I I don't know that that's sort of my very high level read on it. God, I can't wait to hear Johnny Ive talk about like how you look not like an idiot wearing a VR headset. <laughs> oh my god. Like just imagine, imagine him talking about the design of a VR headset and how amazing no, it is. What I'm imagining is like Tim, like because you know they they plan their products like years in advance, right? Yeah. So Tim Cook was like, he had his like morning, his like five hour Monday mo- meeting, and he was like, "All right, guys, we've got to do a VR headset." Yeah. And I was like, "No, <laughs> no, I, I'm actually just going to design the retail stores in the spaceship building, and somebody else can do that shit." <laughs> and he just like refused, and that's why he's like Sir that Johnny, who has no case. job anymore. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck it, I'm out." Like, I'm gonna do this spaceship. Um, Anna Lauren, what do you think of the VR set stuff? I mean, he said it, but like, what he says, it, like he just, I think he just, I think he just said something relatively positive to not sound like a hater, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it is kind of hard to imagine everyone sitting around wearing, app, you know, bright white Apple branded headsets on their faces um, in the same way that we've been wearing the current batch of like really early solutions, uh, like card, whether it's cardboard or gear or whatever it might be. And by gear, I mean Samsung's solution. Um, I mean, I think Apple could potentially have a future in serving up the right kind of video content for that, especially if they're focusing more on services. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they believe the future of like consuming content, especially TV as apps, then almost certainly some of those apps will be serving up like 360 degree video. So I, I see that there are a lot of potential for like uh, for Apple to be like a platform in VR, but I have a hard time wrapping my head around, no pun intended, uh, wrapping my head around like an Apple headset. I mean, I think that Apple would much rather do what they, like when the iPhone came out, it had amazing new technology that changed the way we thought about phones. It had a, t- a capacitive touchscreen, right? And that was like, whoa. Once you make the whole thing a capacitive touchscreen, you can do stuff that phones haven't done before. I think Apple would much rather do like some magic leap, leap like beam the images directly into your retinas shit than create a giant ass headset. <laughs> right. I think that's that's that even that's so their move. Fu- that's even further from accessible to consumers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. A light pair of glasses that shoots lasers into my eyes, I'd rather wear that than an Oculus Rift. But you know, but it's Apple saying. it's Apple and they're 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 not classically first to market. Right, so they're like, going to wait, and they're going to they're going to wait and, and hope that they've got some kind of technology they built in house that gives them a leg up over what else is out there. Yeah, which is the thing they didn't have with the watch. <laughs> Burn. Um, okay, we should talk about the next thing because um, we could we could go down the they don't tell us how many watches they sold. Whole, yeah, forever. But, but they also didn't tell us how many watches they sold, so it doesn't no, matter. No. But I did well anyway. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's true. Who knows. Who knows if that's just skyrocketing Beats headphone sales? I'd like everyone to just take a moment. I'm ready. I'm, I'm and so breathe ready for this. And just accept that somebody who cares deeply about cable boxes and the software they run is about to lose his shit on the Vergecast. It's going to happen. Take it away, Neil. Okay. There's no more fucking complicated, insane piece of technology in your home than your television and your cable box. <laughs> it is it is ridiculous. It is here's what I think. It is it's like you know there's like the fish in the ocean who have who are like crazy. Right? Wait, like, what? There's which, like just hold what? go with me. Like, what, crazy, you, what, looking crazy or like fish? Crazy you mean like acting. down in the Marianas Trench, like the ones with like the Yeah, like, the ones who the, the, the light bulb on their head. Yeah, 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 okay. those ones. They're crazy right. looking, they're not like crazy acting. Yeah, no. The, I but, bet they act. But there's also crazy. like crazy. I think they're totally just cra- trying to eat and live. You know, produce. you know, crazy Vinny, the fucking nonsense fish. <laughs> yeah, nonsense fish. <laughs> yeah, like two light crazy ass fish. <laughs> you kill a motherfucker. He doesn't care. Like that fish. Yeah, that. Okay, guy. that crazy uh, fish in your TV. Go on. <laughs> no, so <laughs> go with me on this. There's a fish. The the bottom feeders, the extremophile fish, like evolved in crazy, weird, shitty ways. Well, great ways if you're a fish, but like, not not ways that you tighten it up. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, that's a cable box, right? Like, there's the ecosystem that we all live in, where like regular technology evolved the way that we're used mm-hmm. to, and there's a cable box which is plugged into like the deep sea vent spewing carbon monoxide, oh. and it evolved on a different path. Okay, I'm here. That's a cable box. Um, there's literally. Every attempt the tech industry has ever made to get in or around the cable box has failed. Like, died on the rocks, almost killed company. Like, Logitech died on the rocks. Like, the company almost failed and went away 
because mm-hmm. they tried to build Google TVs to like get in the way of the cable box. Microsoft, I was telling Lauren last night, they put out the Xbox One. They brought me up there to do a feature. Every single person that I interviewed for that feature got fired because <laughs> they tried to get in the way of the TV with the Xbox One. They're like, screw it, we're like over this. They hired a new guy, Phil Spencer, and he's like, I'm not really into this cable box features. And the Xbox One is a games console again. They like just sounds like cable is a bully. Cable's kind of a bully. It's really hard to get in there because it's like it's like if I threw you into the ocean, I was like, breathe that weird stuff coming out of the bottom of the ocean. You would just die. And that is like literally the tech industry trying to get near the cable box. Every time they try to do it, they die. Apple put out the new Apple TV. They were supposed to get a streaming service. They couldn't do it because they had to breathe the weird stuff uh-huh. spewing out of the vent. They died and they put out the regular like literally every time. Um, so now the FCC. But it seems to me like if I just might miss this something quickly. It seems yes. to me like when tech companies started to get into this what we call over the top streaming video, right? OTT video. Um, the ideal solution was like, is there a way to make these boxes and maybe have them merge or blend with cable in some way or get live feeds somehow or like basically let you plug these boxes into like your cable input one, right? But now like OTT video is it. I, mean, I disagree it. with how- you. Mm. Like, I, really? I, I totally disagree with you. Like, it is, like, it's great. And, like, people like Nicola probably don't have cable service. I think no. you've told me you don't have cable service. Correct. But you like sports. No, I, 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 just lots of people still have he cable. He did like sports until the Packers lost. This is terrible. Playoffs, yeah. shows off the rails. <laughs> God damn it. Everyone's <laughs> fired. Um, uh, no, like, people, like, lots of people still watch television, right? Like, Game of Thrones is widely watched, and it's not just people stealing I watch it without it. cable. But you have like you you have HBO HBO now. You have HP. You pay cable. You pay television. For I know. It, I'm, right? I'm get on your train, man. You're you're right. No, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, not, like yeah. there's there a switch because it was so. I think the cord cutter movement is a lot driven by the fact that like buying a cable box is buying cable service and plugging into a cable box is an expensive, bad experience. It's so expensive. It's super fucking expensive, yep. and then you get this thing in your house, yep. and everything else in your house is like a $700 iPhone that's beautiful and does exactly what you want all the time, or a really nice laptop that works. Like, everything else is evolving, and then you've got this like filter feeder that's like garbage, and you're like, why is it so expensive? I don't want anything to do with it. I'm just going to use my computer. Like, that's the, that's the tension. It's not that people don't want television. And so, like... The OTT services were, we're going to deliver television. We're just going to bypass this cable system that's garbage, and we're going to deliver television over the internet, and that's going to be great. The problem is the cable companies are still huge, have millions of customers, and have a total monopoly on sports, on like award shows, on the last episode of Mad Men, like whatever the hell it is. Things that people want to watch in real time with each other. They have a total monopoly on real-time things with each other, and they are very good at programming like deep cuts of things like mm-hmm. shark tank would have never been a big popular show without the money that came from the cable industry. Right? Like if shark tank was a web series, it would have been a Silicon Valley web series and not a cultural phenomenon. And that is like just true. Um, or survivor, like whatever the hell it is, like cable companies have a bunch of monies. Big networks have a bunch of money. They're great at, pro- they're good at programming shows. A lot of people want to watch them marketing those shows. So it's this monster that you can't like, disrupt with just Netflix. You can cut away at it and then they'll get scared and like do stuff. But you you have to make that thing a better experience. It has to happen. So there's like two ways to do it. And the way the cable companies have been trying to do it forever is turning their cable service into an app so that you would buy a box, you like because you have to pay Comcast in the end. Like you, you all of us do. 
right? Like, or whatever cable service you have, like you need the internet in your house and those are the companies that provide it. So they're happy. They're going to get paid one way or another. So you buy a box. So their dream is you buy a box from them. It's like your cable modem Mm -hmm. that will, when you're in your house, that's your router. Mm -hmm. You open the app on your iPad. It knows you're in your house connected to their router and it turns into a TV. Or you buy a Samsung smart TV and you open the Comcast or the Time Warner or whatever app on it. It knows it's in your house on your Wi-Fi connected to their network and it turns into their TV with their guide. Right. That is what they're stumbling towards because they don't want to ship hard drives and they don't want to ship big boxes to your house and like have them break. And I don't want them to do that either. They don't either. They would rather just like be like, here's the Time Warner app. We should all just stop. So they're getting there. But. 20 years, this is true, 20 years ago, before any of this stuff existed, Congress passed a law saying the cable companies should open up the ends of their network so that any device can access video programming services. The first, and they said FCC figure it out. So FCC's first cut was cable card, which is like a disaster I don't want to get into because it makes me cry. Um, cable card is a really good idea, though. In 1998, cable yeah, card was, was a great, best a great idea 1998 idea. Yeah, let's like have a big silver card. And you like plug it into a thing and like clamp a thing and like boot it up. Like yeah, it was, it was like, a PCMCA card, right? Yeah, kind, it was kind, modified, close. Yeah. yeah, but it was like it was like total 90s. I was going to make an adapter for that thing and slap it into the the springboard module on a visor prism. I was really excited. When you were going to authenticate your visor to yeah, Comcast, okay, okay, whatever. You're crazy. I don't think it was called Comcast. I'm just trolling you. I hate you. All right. Anyway, so. Anyway, cable so, now now. so then so then yesterday, Tom Wheeler of the SEC, Tom Net Neutrality Wheeler, lights up, comes out of nowhere, drops a bomb, says, I'm opening up the I'm opening cable boxes. He he, he named his campaign hashtag unlock the box. Right. Which is fine. Um, and everyone is surprised. And because the industry, the tech industry has been trying to like get in the game with the cable companies and programmers, like this would be great for Apple. If all they had to do was put a box in your house and then suddenly your box was a cable box. Yep. That would be great for them because then the Apple TV would just be a cable Apple box. Apple would be great for Roku. It would be great for Microsoft and Google who have been desperately trying to make that box for the past 15 years. Right. But then all of them basically said nothing yesterday. <laughs> right. Lauren, Lauren, so Lauren yeah. was like, like talking to everybody yesterday. Like, no, no one like really was like overjoyed. No, a lot of people didn't, wouldn't comment actually. And, um, I mean, my interpretation of this is that in terms of the, it depends on what, what side of the industry you're on, right? Obviously, the cable companies were bristling more at what Wheeler had to say. Um, one cable company said that it was a, a solution in search of a problem. Another one said that they feared that the proposal would strip away the tools that would honor licensing agreements as they exist now. Um, the, you know, some people are saying, well, we are being very innovative right now. Innovative right now. Um, so there's that. But on the tech company side, uh, we've gotten a lot of no comments. And I think that in terms of like the, ex- the existing businesses that tech companies have in over-the-top video or in selling set-top boxes, this proposal really wouldn't do much for them because they've been fighting this uphill battle for so long anyway. Um, I think like if you looked at something like Apple's reported attempt to put together some type of sk- skinny bundle of, of channels for people to watch, like this kind of proposal might help that initiative. No, but wait, why? In terms would, of, why? Because it would tear down, the, as Wheeler said, it would tear down the barriers that currently exist in like unlocking boxes and unlocking some of this content and making it like freer no, and more no, those accessible are, to people. I think those are different, right? Because sk- Apple doing How a so? skinny bundle is like Apple going to the programmers directly 
and basically being a cable company, right, and saying, okay, we've we've locked up ESPN, HBO, ABC, NBC, Fox, CBS. Mm-hmm. Those are the, all the channels you need. We'll sell them to you for nineteen dollars. Mm-hmm. That that turns the skinny bundle turns Apple into Comcast, right? They 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 become your cable company, right? They just serve them. it over the top instead of over. <laughs> but that's my question. Like we're talking about twenty years ago. What about 20, like twenty years from now? Do you think that people will still be watching TV over cable and satellite? Like the actual technology will be like cable and sat- satellite, or do you think people will be watching TV over the internet? Well, so right now, half the cable companies deliver TV over IP. Right. Right. The, 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 the trans, like, there's, like, multiple layers here. Like, there's the transport layer, and I think everybody would like to see that to move to IP in one way or another, unless, unless you're a satellite company. <laughs> you've, kinda, you've got some rocks in space to deal with. Um, and then there's the, like access layer, which is what the FCC is trying to open up, which is the one that like authenticates you to the transport. And then there's the content layer. And so like the skinny bundle, like right now everyone's sort of arguing about the access or the content layer. So Apple can't sign a like you know like the rumor was Microsoft was going to sign a deal with Comcast or the Xbox One and Comcast walked away. Microsoft was like left holding the bag. The the rumor was that Apple was going to sign a deal with Time Warner for the Apple TV and then got skittish and walked away. And then Time Warner was left holding it back, right? Like, um, like that's that. But it layer. seems as though Wheeler's proposal wasn't just on the content side; that it actually was on the technology side of things too. No, so it's right. not. Maybe maybe Wait, no, so it's not. So Wheeler's proposal is: I want you industry. The FCC is now demanding that the industry come together and form an open standard that lets you that transmits signals to every box on your network um, that tells you what's available, so it gives you the guide and gives you the VOD information. Mm-hmm. It sends you the copyright settings, so mm-hmm. do not record, which is a copyright flag you can set, um, and the actual content itself. Right. So it's technology agnostic. Right. The proposal is... Make a, make a standard for sending TV to a box, and then anybody can make the box. Right. You, right. All you have to do is authenticate the box and say, I am a customer of this company, yep. and then however it delivers stuff to you, right. it should do that. And like most of... I think, Lauren, where we're getting kind of tied up here is most of the answers to that, like, demand look like you put a cable modem in your house and that turns cable into internet and then sends TV to everything. Right. Right. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that. You could theoretically plug the coax directly into a box. Right. Right. Or you could just plug, have everything be on Wi-Fi. Like, like that's the part that doesn't matter. So Apple's skinny bundle is them turning into an over-the-top cable provider and dealing with programmers directly. Wheeler's proposal is you will pay Comcast for television, but Apple will build the interface on top of that television. Right. Then how, how does that help consumers at all? Because you're still getting bundled. Because you don't have things. to use Comcast's shitty box. Yeah, because you don't have to use your box, right? And, and, and the Comcast video content, presumably in that interface, will sit next to Netflix's video content will sit next right. to iTunes video content. Will sit next to Hulu video content. All those first-class citizens. If this is really just about boxes, then that to me is very incremental change. Well, no, I think it's more like if you but you won't have to rent the box. You right? have to rent the, it's more like in the for a long time you could buy a TV and just like plug it into the wall, and you didn't need a cable box, and you would just like get television from the cable company. Like that's how I grew up. Like we now have cable box. Mm-hmm. We just like plug the TVs in the coax shack in the wall, and you're done. And we're done. Yeah, the TVs could decode the TV, and you could change your channels, and it was fine. And no, and like, there's no 
innovation allowed on top of that because everything happens in the cable box now. Mm -hmm. So you can't like get a better guide. You can't search anything. You can't like, I can't walk in the house and be like, Alexa, right. show me the football game and have Amazon like tune the TV to a football well, game. Well, on top of that, I don't know. The last time like, I, I was at, um, oh, my God, my mother-in-law's house. I have a mother-in-law. Um, yeah. And using her. Uh, Dieter, she's on, got, Dieter got married in Vegas. Sunlink yeah. was the company. And the guide was three lines of shows, a giant like now playing like like live video box, a giant info box that presented zero information, and two huge ads. And I would I could only page through TV three shows at a time in the guide, and that was the only like it was ridiculous. It was the worst interface and like huge ads. So not on top of like the joy of not having to use that crappy box and having cables video content have to compete directly on the same interface with Netflix and Hulu and YouTube and whatever else. There's also like the money aspect, the money mm-hmm. of I don't have to pay Comcast or Sunlink six bucks to rent the thing or twelve bucks to rent the thing. Uh, I don't have to watch them get paid for ads that I never wanted and yeah. like aren't part of the core experience of what I'm doing. Like there's like the cable the cable companies hate the boxes almost as much as we do, but they love the money that it makes. They love that interface. And so like they're going to fight Tom like I think Tom Wheeler and the FCC are gonna lose. Like, I, I have this gut feeling that, like, at the end of all of this, there will be some sort of, like, pretend solution that they're going to make an open standard, and it's going to do the software version of what Cable Card did, which was wanna, fail radically and only TiVo will support it. <laughs> it's probably TiVo's super into this, by the way. Um, no, I think Google was in that mix. I've been told that Amazon has been in the mix. The, I think this – so Wheeler's got the votes, right? There's a vote on February 18th. Yeah. He's got three Democratic commissioners. Wait, February 18th? Yeah, He's only super people- soon. Like two Dude, and a half. This weeks? is like a mic drop moment for Tom Wheeler. Right. Like the election's about to go, right? Like it's about to kick into gear. Yeah. All the focus is off Obama and onto Hillary and presumably Trump. Um, and Wheeler's like, you know what? One last shot for Tommy. And like he's literally like, fuck it. Like, I'm gonna screw with the cable companies again. Wow. But he's got the votes. He's got an act of Congress that says that cable companies have to do this. Yeah. It's a twenty year old act of Congress, but whatever, he's got it. He's got three Democratic commissioners. Yeah. He's just going to do it. And then the problem is what you're saying, which is if Apple and Microsoft and Google and Intel and Amazon and whoever the hell else wants to make a Samsung, Roku. Samsung should be huge in this. Yeah. Vizio should be huge in this, right? Like Samsung makes televisions. Yeah. If you could buy a fucking Samsung smart TV. And plug the coax right into it and you're done. And that's it. And then it just like has It could be your Wi-Fi router. It could be everything. Right? It could be like the HP hub. You don't understand. This is day. like my dream. <laughs> I know. And it's really silly that it's not real. Because right? it feels like it's one of those things where it's like that. If that happened tomorrow, I think every person in the world would be like, "Okay, I accept that that is a reality. That seems like it makes sense, and I'm happy right. about it." Your TV should work with your cable service. Done. Right without a <laughs> without their crappy box in between. That's the dream. The problem is that cable isn't internet, right? right? And the problem is that because we've had these like parallel evolutionary paths for so long, every tech company is doing what Lauren is saying, and they're like building their over the top solutions or billions of dollars invested into them into building streaming services and working with Netflix and talking to programmers and whatever the hell that is they're doing to make the future of television that they might not show up to the party to build right. the standard. Right. Which then the like the dream like Samsung will show up to the party. They'll be like, yeah, we make TVs. Yeah. And then they'll be there early. They'll be that they'll be the those people that show up like at at the time you wrote the invitation, like right on the dot. They right. ring they will ring the doorbell and you're really pissed that they're there. That's oh, Samsung. That's so here are the two nightmare scenarios on the spectrum. As far as I can see them. The two there are two nightmare scenarios. One, FCC loses because 
the cable companies say, look, we're going to put an app. Comcast is like, look, we believe X1 is a platform, even though it's an iPad app, whatever. But we believe X1 is our platform, and the way we're going to deliver your dream of getting rid of the cable box is we'll put an app everywhere, right? And the FCC will say, great, you've now – to ensure competition in the market – you have to put an app on every platform because the thing that we don't want you to do is sign an exclusive deal with Apple. Right. So if you're a Comcast customer, you have to buy an Apple TV and not a Roku. I mean, if that happens, I'm launching that, a brand new smart TV platform the week after the FCC rules, so they'll have to support me just to screw with so them. That's, so that's a nightmare scenario, right? Yeah. Like Because Comcast can afford to build an Apple TV app on basically TVOS, which is basically iOS, that'll like run on the iPad. They can afford to build an Android app that because app Sony TV is run on Android. Then they have to build a Tizen, Tizen. app because Samsung TV is run on Tizen. They have to build a WebOS app. No, the WebOS app is actually really easy to build. But they still have to build it because right. LG TV is run on WebOS. Yeah. Um, then they have to Roku. They, they have to build, build a Roku, Roku app. app. They have to build a, a Windows app for Xbox. Like. Yep. Okay, Comcast. Sounds like a lot of job they creation. They have to build a Wii, a Wii app. They have to, yeah. So Comcast has to. That's fine. But like, what if you are Sudden Link? And now you're screwed, and like Sudden Link has to build a Tizen app, and it's like that is the worst case scenario, <laughs> yeah. right? Like that's a nightmare scenario where we're telling bad companies who are bad at software that they have to make more software, so that's bad. Then on, way on the what other, what if they just licensed it? I mean, they yeah. still have to make what it, right? They still they have make- to get it. They still have to brand it. They still have to bring it up. They still have to support it for all those customers and all those pot- like. Well, if they license it, they're going to license it from somebody bad, right? The only company that's licensed like good well, they might smart license TV it software like is like TCL, right? And like you can get you can buy a TiVo from Sunlink, right? Yeah. So like they could, yes, it's true, but it's still fundamentally these companies have to acquire yeah. or develop software and then support the software, and then that's the nightmare scenario of. TiVo releases an update to the TiVo core software that's licensed to Suddenlink, and Suddenlink doesn't support it for, like, eight years. Right. And then it's, like, an internet box in your house, and it has, like, security issues, and then suddenly, like, the hackers are watching the webcam and your ridiculous Panasonic plasma TV. Ah. It's all bad. All that's bad, right? Nightmare scenario. (laughs) All the way on the other side is saying, okay, you're a video provider, Mm -hmm. and we're saying every box should access your shit. Mm Mm-hmm. And Comcast is like, okay, we're a video provider, and we're opening up the front end of our network so every box can access our shit. Our biggest competitor is Netflix. They get to pick and choose their platforms. Why do you make it so anyone has can be able to build a fucking Netflix app? And like, that's also a nightmare scenario. Actually, that sounds great. Why, why would you randomly force Netflix to open the front end of its service? Uh, I would love that. As why? long as like you're authenticated to like be paid, put a copyright protection on it, do it. That seems insane to me. Why? Because Netflix is like a private company. No, it's, yes. a, it's a video company. I mean, yeah, like they're a private company, but like, what if Comcast were private, right? Like, just be, like it's not private versus public. It's like, you know, let no, other I mean, people I make it out. Like, but they, this is do you the believe that third-party Twitter apps should be allowed? Do you believe Twitter should be forced to allow third-party apps to access tweets? I think Twitter should just fade away. <laughs> like, honestly, like. I think that light bulb should start flickering and maybe like fade out a little bit. We can have like a romance period at the end where it's real dim. Mm-hmm. We, all remember, we all remember. We all remember the beautiful day. What for happened to you yesterday? We should. We, this is oh, another big God. news of the week. You know, Nicholas having a Twitter renaissance. It's actually my first Twitter love time. It's not new <laughs> to me. Like I joined Twitter like most people when it started and was like okay whatever. And then I only started using it because of this place. 
Yeah. Because of The Verge or Mm -hmm. Vox Media? Vox Media, but mostly you guys. (laughs) Um, Like a year ago or whatever. And now, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And it's so funny because you keep being like, Twitter's dead. And I actually had lunch with someone yesterday who was like, I'm having so much fun on Twitter in the last month. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And then when I left the lunch, Kanye's tweet storm, which is beautiful. Yeah. And the best. And also, like, I mean, it was great. We got to wrap. No, we got to wrap. I'm just saying, I the Netflix question. Yeah. Do you think Hulu should allow any video app to sit yes, on the front of its server? Like, that's a I think a radical position. I don't think so. Okay, because that turns every video provider into a dumb pipe. Yep. So like you're saying that Netflix should accept a future where the thing that it is, the thing is that just it is a dumb app, provider is of Netflix video its interface or is it the video content it provides? That's a really excellent. That's it, kids. Tweet at at Backlon, <laughs> your answer to that question, uh, preferably in tweet storm format or with a screenshot of text that's not accessible by search engines. Dieter loves that. <laughs> that's his favorite. I mean, Silo your content and okay, send it so to Dieter, Those are the please. two nightmare scenarios. Those are the sure, two nightmare I'll, scenarios. I'll agree that they're both nightmares. Fine. You hate openness. That's cool. I don't hate, I'm just saying that is like all of a sudden you're so mad at Comcast that you're fucking with Netflix. Like that is crazy town. Yeah. Right? Like, that seems like now. I mean, Netflix is dead to me because they joined Binge on, so screw those guys. I mean, of course they're going to. Yeah, I know. Of but, like, and Binge on is saying, better now today. They, they, they made it, you can text a short code to, to turn it on and off. I'm, I'm not, I think I'm mellowing. I'm, yeah. like, surprisingly is the, okay. Is the short code throttle? Yeah. <laughs> text, text, text throttle. You, you actually you tweet the word throttle directly at John Leisure. Yeah. And he, and he goes, he's got a panel. <laughs> and he's got a net neutrality with, panel. And he's with like all of his thing. users. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my God. Anyway, I think I'm mellowing. I think I'm fine with Pinjon. Yeah. I just have, I got one fight, one policy fight in me a year, and this one's going to be it. Whatever. <laughs> you you want to be a T Mobile subscriber and let John Ledger like, slow your data down? Like, Godspeed. Yeah. I can't tell if I'm a T Mobile subscriber or not. <laughs> because I use I use I use I use a, a service I use a MVNO uh, that you, that uses T-Mobile. Oh yeah, yeah, Fi, right? Right. So does that mean wow. I'm? I can't tell. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we get we have no time for lightning round. We could do one lightning round thing. Yeah, Nicola, like, you've got some stuff. Yeah, um, one thing. I mostly want to do Nicholas Kanye corner always. Do it. <laughs> well, yeah, get in get in the sweet sweet storm situation. Tell well, about it. first let's back up. Kanye renames album from Swish to Waves. Yes. Point one to know. Yeah. Point two to know. February eleventh. <laughs> I'm just gonna do this. February eleventh, he great. will debut Waves at Madison Square Garden. He also will debut Yeezy season three, his fashion collection. Point three. He tweets a picture of Kim. Okay, the, she tweets a track list. You should know that. He tweets a picture of Kim wearing, like, season three, like, preview look, and it has Adidas logos on it. But Adidas isn't. Adidas produced the first season, did not produce the second season, and won't really tell me if they're producing the third <laughs> season, though I'm asking. Yeah. Um, so, like, what what is their involvement with this? So, yeah, February 11th is me crazy. Tomorrow on Ticketmaster, if you have a... Um, Amex, you can do a pre-sale thing and buy tickets to this. I don't know what they cost. They're listed as zero dollars. Hope it stays at zero dollars. Love the idea of doing it for the kids, free, but who knows? Um, so that's gonna happen. That's gonna be crazy and like all, the best and whatever. Um, and then the tweet storm was deleted, but you can definitely read it on the Verge, right? You on the, guys it's saved on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, that's what Twitter is for. Kanye went, yeah, Kanye went off on Wiz Khalifa. They have a uh, romantic partner in Amber Rose in common. 
And not a current romantic. No, partner. no, no. Kanye right. and Amber Rose dated, whatever. And Wiz and um, Amber Rose have a child. And yeah, he went off on Wiz for just like sucking. And then he also was like, but you wear cool pants and I wish yeah. I was tall and skinny. And he had a hashtag. Like you. Yeah, Wiz wears cool pants, <laughs> which is just like. It's it's the best. It was the best. It was the it was a real moment. It real it really brought the house down all day. It really did. Like, I got back. I had a really long lunch, and I got back to the office, and I sat down, and like everyone just looked at me, and they're like, "Where have you been? Yeah. <laughs> we have so much to well, talk about." Well, he was like, "I made it so we could wear skinny jeans." Yes, I made it so we could wear skinny jeans. It's amazing. I mean, like that. Of all of the things to brag about in your life, you're like, I made it so we could wear skinny also, jeans. Also, it's not the best album of the year. It's the best album of life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just I love the dude. I will say that I saw so many people riff on the "I made it so we could wear skinny jeans" yesterday. That it looked. Oh, I know the internet cut really does so yeah, good. Yeah, it was good. Fast, it was and beautiful. Good. Um, again, another John Fort reference. He's, his tweet was, "I made it so finance reporters could wear a jacket and no tie," <laughs> which is like super funny. To I me. wish I had made one. Yeah, Damn it. you got uh, the window still open. Okay. Hmm. No, actually, no, the window's closed, but it will open again for like callback time. One of my goals is to be better at making memes. <laughs> 2016, everybody. <laughs> Anything could happen. Wait, like you want to participate in the meme culture? Or yeah, you want to yeah, start, yeah. you want to kick one off? No, no, I want to participate. We can't, you know, we have a meme generator at the company. I right? know, but my brain got to, my brain <laughs> got to get there. <laughs> brain got to get there. 2016. <laughs> All right, that is our show. That's got to be it. Uh, brain brain got to get there. <laughs> that is clearly the title of our show. I don't think that there's another choice. Uh, anyhow, that's our show. We have many more shows. Lauren has a new show. Lauren, plug your show. It's called Too Embarrassed to Ask, and it's a podcast. Uh, I do it with Kara Swisher of Recode. It is actually a Recode radio show, and you can find it on iTunes and on TuneIn, I believe, as well. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, it's available on Fridays. It's really fun. It's a consumer tech-focused show. We answer some reader and some listener questions, but we've also had some pretty cool guests in so far. Microsoft fan Sanofsky was on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, this week we have the founder of Athos, which is a really interesting wearable tech company. Um, they're building technology directly into clothing, and so we talked to him. That's going to be publishing first thing tomorrow morning on iTunes. Awesome. Um, then we have a thousand other Verge shows mm -hmm. um, every day, and you no, just just the just the few. So we'll, ESP uh, is back. Weekly. ESP is back uh, with Liz and Emily. Yep. Uh, Chris Plant, what's tech? Rock and rolling. Um, and then Walt and I do control alt delete, which is super fun. Uh, we also talked about Apple and Twitter this week in case you didn't get enough. Um, and there were some sick burns at the end. Walt just burned HP and Carly Fiorina to the ground at the end of that show. Hmm. Just went for it. Anyway, so that was good. Um, there's a bunch of ways to access us on social media, including Twitter, which is either dying or having a renaissance, depending on who you're listening to. Uh, you can find Nickel on Snapchat. Nicola Fumo, all, all together. All together. Uh, you can find The Verge on Snapchat. We're at Verge. You can find us on Instagram. We're at Verge. Where else? And Facebook. Our Facebook video program, popping off, by the way. Million view videos, left and right, every week. Uh, really good time. And on YouTube, uh, at The Verge, we're really close to a million subscribers. Get I there. would love it if you would make your friends. What about Pinterest? Are you guys on Pinterest? We, are. <laughs> we have 1.3 million Pinterest followers, and we don't know what to do with them. If you know what to do with our Pinterest followers, by all means, let me know. Yo. Uh, I have an email address, and you can write me an email to that address. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, go to your friends' computers when they're not looking and uh, sub subscribe them to The Verge on YouTube. Get us that one million mark by hook or by crook. Anyway, that was our show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for thank you for your thoughts about the FCC, Dieter. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this is our year.
Rock and roll. Brain better work. Damn it. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>